ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zada Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Hour 2, Money Line on ESPN 97.5. That's Josh Jordan, that's Aaron Raybould, and I'm Jerry Bow. Nose with a Z. And as promised, we're going to go straight to Slappy on the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Slappy, the world is yours. Going on. Sorry about that, Slappy. The connection, man. We just we can't make out what you're saying there, bud. If yeah, if you want to call back, I think that the connection was just a little choppy. I yeah. couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. But if you want to call back, maybe we'll have a better connection next time. Phone lines are open though seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I know we talked a lot of. Houston teams, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of, of football. I'm not sure there's much basketball to talk about right now, but in this time that we had off, free agency broke. And yep. a lot of names that we were wondering where would they end up, found homes, some winners, some losers, particularly here in town. How do you feel as far as where the team is now? I know, I guess you could say now they're, and we had, we uh, before, Mark Ingram news was already, we had already spoke about it. Now, yep. Philip Lindsay is in the equation, let's call it. I call it an equation because I look at it almost like a math problem now. Now you got to figure out what you're going to do with these guys. I keep hearing it, it, Ingram, like 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 Ingram's like someone you who's talking at the table right now or something. And I tell you, Ingram was a with a was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Last season, let's think about that. Last thing I saw from Ingram, he he was healthy and he was scratched from the team. That's that's not a good thing. He's not necessarily young especially for, for running back legs, I'm not sure that that move entices me at all. I'm not even sure that by the end of the season he's going to have a, a solidified role other than that because they need someone running the ball. And then you look at Lindsey, I'm not sure that what – I mean, a pass catching back, I guess, that I guess learned how to run between the tackles some last season, but he was always a one-two guy with Freeman over there. I'm not sure. What do you think? I'm wondering if – David Johnson's going to do most of the pass catching. Yeah. And they're going to use, you know, Lindsey and Ingram just to kind of hammer the ball. I don't know if Ingram makes the roster, to tell you the truth. You <laughs> know, I, he's 31 years old. That he, he wasn't getting playing time last year. Look, he was a great player, don't get me wrong, years ago. But I, I'm tired of collecting names, you know. like <laughs> David Johnson, Mark Ingram, what am I trying to put together a fantasy team from 2016? You know, like I'm just <laughs> – I, I don't love it. Most of the signings I, I don't like. Everything else I like that Casario's doing. You know, all the all the salary cap savings. He's doing a great job. He, he got the Whitney Merciless contract to be over after this season. I think that's great. Uh, Tunsil he he re, he reworked almost everybody's deal. So I, I like that from Casario, but I, I don't love 
the signings. It's just a bunch of guys that I don't think will be on the team next year. 72 carries, 299 yards, two touchdowns, right? A long rush of 30. We know where that one of those touchdowns came. You remember the, the, the Kung Fu kick to the Texans logo. <laughs> so then right. if you're telling me take out that play, then there was only one touchdown the whole season. And take out those yards because that literally was his longest play, rush of the year. Yeah. That, that was his highlight of the season. I'm not sure that that's the guy you want to bring in to say – because I see a lot of people thinking the name. They see Mark Ingram and they're thinking, yeah, now we're talking maybe years ago. Yeah. Many, many years ago. Many. Now, Lindsey, he's had his moments. Yeah. He's been banged up a little bit too, but he's a good player. He's explosive. I actually didn't mind that signing. I, I would love it more if David Johnson wasn't here and let Lindsey just, you know, take take the wheels off just or or you know just just grease it up and go. Let's if we're going to give him the chance, let him have the chance that he didn't always get in Denver. You know, the chance that he always had to split. Let him have that opportunity because I think that we know what David Johnson's going to bring now. We do, and and we'll pay off on that Easterby thing right here as well. But I think David Johnson is on the team because of Easterby. They made that trade for Hopkins, and it makes them look even worse if they cut him the exact next year. You know, David Johnson, you just cut him. And so basically you got Ross Blacklock for DeAndre Hopkins is what that would come out to if you cut David Johnson. It's like when you buy something you, to eat and, and you've been telling people it's great and then it, you, it comes out and you're like, you eat it forcefully you yeah. know, just to make yourself believe, to make everyone else believe, like I told you, it was yeah. fantastic. Sorry, it's an off night. You yeah. know? <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was really good last time. Who I fired promise. the cook back there? Yeah. Right? Like You're just making up every excuse in the book and then it comes to we're just it was a bad choice. It was a bad choice and that's what I think that that's happened – we spoke about it earlier. The light was on O'Brien for a while. Then it was on Easterby, and it's, it comes to a point to where there's so many bad decisions from a front office that this is where you are now. You're just picking up random players, plugging them in. Hopefully this works. T- t- or Tyrod or Ty- – as his mom – what does his mom want him? She wanted Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. She came out and, and spoke about it and said, hey, his name's Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, we got to get it right now that he's in town because you're going to hear it. I think it's Tyrod, but I called him Tyrod forever. His mom came out and said, hey, this is the way I named him. This is what it is. So we're going to have to get it right here in town. But Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor, um, I guess that's another guy that you just serviceable, not not bad. He might have to play eight games now. At, a at the least. Yeah. That's what I was at, at the least. I see him, and it's to me it's like, I guess that's good for where they're at right now. That's, I guess, a little security blanket. But how are you going to be – does he make you middle-tier bad instead of real bad? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, sure. What does he do here? What's the end game here? What's the objective of this season coming up if if it's falling apart before it even starts? What's the objective out of here to, to put yourself in the best drafting spot for next year? Is it a tankathon? Because It a, should be. According to Vegas, right now, the Texans have the worst odds to win, you know, to make the Super Bowl, for example. So they're the, the worst odds team. I, I mean, I, I got to agree. Their defense is all-time terrible. I don't know if it matters who the quarterback was. They had Deshaun last year, and they won four games. You know, this defense is awful, and they did not fix it here in the offseason. How many do you win with Taylor, then, over a 17-game sample now? I, I, I'd be surprised if they win five games. You know, I, I just I don't think – their defense is horrible. And on offense, and that Fuller's gone. All you have is Brandon Cooks and some dudes and, and Mark Ingram. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. They're going to be bad, but not bad enough to get the first pick kind of thing, right? Just Probably. right outside of it. 
Yeah, I, I bet they'll finish top five. But, I mean, you got to lose almost every game but one or two. And they might do that. They really might. I mean, they are going to be that bad this year. Uh, a new coach, you know, a new system, a new defense. It's, they're going to be running a 4-3 this year. It's going to be completely new. I, I think they're really going to struggle on defense. Uh, just to pay off that tweet, I, I found it. And, and we have no idea if this is Easterby, but we've been told this is his burner account. I have no idea if that's true. But I do find it interesting. Here's the tweet. And this was from February 22nd. And this was in response to Mike Florio talking about what it would take for the Texans to trade Deshaun. And the tweet says, it appears Florio is beginning to understand the Texans' stance on Deshaun Watson and the lack of incentive to trade the player. Mike also hits to the growing understanding that the genesis of Watson's trade request is not one that Deshaun would wish to become public. So, and look, guys, this is all speculation. I, I have no idea if these things tie together. I just I find the timing of this tweet very interesting. He ends every post with amen. You're like, yeah. I know, I know <laughs> right? that's you. I right? know that's you, but... And it, it could it could not be. It could be somebody that's trying to just look like their Easter. You know, we have no idea. But it is kind of interesting, right? Like we've the, been the way to that. Yeah, I mean, I forgot why we even brought it up in in a past show, but we were on to that account in the first place, and things looked a little fishy. Now that you go back and and read into that tweet, and yeah. then the timing. I mean, what three weeks later than everything breaks? Yeah, things that were already known in in my opinion. Yeah, and we know sometime in February that, you know, Busby reached out to Deshaun's camp. But we have no idea if Deshaun's camp mentioned that to the Texans. So that's the thing with this is and nobody really knows anything, and we just got to let this thing play out. But, you know, it, it's fun to kind of speculate and, and see if you can kind of read between the lines. Let's speculate on Will Fuller. You mentioned him a second yeah. ago, and he found a home. Miami takes a chance on him. I don't know. I don't know if they – uh. I mean, it's 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 short. It's 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 just that it's a, it's a chance. Yeah, one year deal. What can go wrong other than him coming up limp? Right, maybe eleven, twelve game season, eleven games in which he does really well. But what does that mean for him going forward? Do you think that he found himself a home where he can maybe extend going forward after this contract and 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 find himself? Is is Will Fuller past his injury riddled days? I think it's a prove-it deal, right? He's got to prove that he's healthy. We know he's going to miss the first game of the season because of the suspension. So if he comes up and, and he gets hurt again, and and we have to see how he performs when he's not on the PEDs. Can he, can he stay healthy for most of the season without taking the PEDs? We'll find out. But I think it's a good pickup for the Dolphins. They didn't. I think they paid him like one year, ten million. I, I'd take a shot on something like that. That they could use a deep threat. And with Tua, hey. They got, you know, safety's got to respect Fuller, man. They do. So, if anything, he should help you out in the running game a little bit. So, now that we're getting confirmation as far as, and I'm not going to say so much confirmation, we're getting a sense of direction of the Dolphins. I, I think that they're going forward with Tua. They picked up what, Brissett? They have, I think, quarterbacks in place. So, I'm, I'm past the Watson going there even if if the things were let off to where he can go play football I think they're past that now I, I believe in my opinion what happens with them going forward with Tua is he they're they're trying to put every weapon around him they're trying to give him more Will Fuller let's stretch the field but what happens with this Dolphins team going forward do you think that Tua is the answer I'm not a big fan of his I, I don't want to kill him because it's you know it's early it's a you know it's small sample size it takes time for guys to develop but I didn't love what I saw last year, 
So maybe he takes the next step. And to be fair, it was it was the COVID offseason, you know, so a lot of people weren't able to prepare for the season, no preseason games. So it was an outlier in that aspect. So we'll see how he does this year. But I'm just not a – I don't love his chances just based on what I'm seeing with my eyes. But I, I think the Dolphins are – they're going to be good, and they're going to compete in that division. I think the Bills are going to be really good for years to come. For me, and we're talking about free agency, I mean, we're up against the break here. How about we talk about what the Patriots did? My Lord. In a division that you used to kind of just sweep it under the rug and just paint the Patriots up there, now that division has interchanging parts. It has teams improving. It has teams that yeah. have Really good odds to make a run this year. We're going to get into that next. That division and a few other big moves because a big, a few big players that we were waiting to find landing spots, they did. They found home, and we're going to get to that here on Monday Line, ESPN 97.5. You know ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. A little DMX, forever DMX. RIP. RIP, 50 years old. I'm sure by now you've heard the news. If you're a. I'm not even going to try to say it to some particular uh, time frame, but being the 90s, you know, baby, just. Just coming up in that the early two thousands, uh, he was big in time in my life, and I saw Jong actually post, and he said, "Man, if you weren't from that era, you would never understand how big he really was." And it kind of just sat to me because it was like, "Man, he he fell off in his later years, yeah." And we all know that he struggled with addiction. He made it public. He let you know. I saw a, um, an interview he did about a week before he died, and he he didn't look too good. And the guy asked him, "I mean, have you lived you know complete life?" And and went on. And he said, "If I died right now." I lived a good life. I'm all right. And he just kind of like laughed, you know, kind of chuckled. And it just, in, the, in my eyes, I know that he did. You know, he he lived it up to his fullest. Now, just when he got older, I heard that he was trying to be a better father and things like that and maybe didn't get the chance to. So just uh, RIP to DMX. And I said, I hate to be plastic and cliche, but nothing's promised. And, and you see, like, it took him to an older age to try to fix and, and, and things that he didn't do with his kids at an earlier age. And Whenever that time's up, there's no more. So, so, you know, right now is go time. That's what's tough, right? A lot of these guys can, you know, party through their young years. But sometimes when you take those habits from when you're in your 20s and 30s and you're doing that in your 50s, body just does not bounce back the same. Yeah, I mean, the hangover at 35, 40 is not the same hangover at 21, 22. You, know, you, no. were, you were ready to keep going to the bars. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, big-ass beer night, you know, Saturday. Yep. You know, just every night you're just ready. I couldn't imagine going four or five days now. I mean, I, I would die. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were 50 trying to do that. You know, like it's at some point you got to make some adjustments or, or bad things happen. Now, let's – keep talking about this free agency we got over here on the twitch a lot of people are trying to point pits to the dallas cowboys we talked a lot we'll break some i don't think that's a good idea i don't there's not enough football to, no. to, to throw around over there the cowboys have way too many holes right now your objective was accomplished you got dak okay you you, you got him to, secured 
The bag is secured, let's say. Now what happens? You have a plethora of weapons around them, but you have a defense that, I mean, Dak's not out there playing defense. Who's out there? You know, who's going to stop the other team? So at this point, it becomes of Dak. You have to you have to go out there and outscore the other team in the 30s. Remember when he was playing before that injury? They were having to score 28, 30 points. They were historically bad. They were throwing the ball 50 times a game. 50 I mean, times. Remember, they were having to come back. What were they down? 27 points or something in that first, in what, week two or something? Uh, having to come back, having to throw the ball 50 times. That's just... Not a winning recipe. It looks good. It fills up box scores. But if you want a, to, to win now, I think the Cowboys have to start working on that defense. They do. The only way I could see this working out is, have, have you seen this, that uh, Michael Gallup might be available? They, they've kind of hinted at that. So if Gallup's leaving the offense, then maybe there is a little room for them you know, to add that tight end. But I'm with you. You've got to fix that defense. They should win that division. Fix the defense. And they could make a little run in the playoffs here. Eight unrestricted free agents are what they signed, the big, the most since 1993. Jerry wants to win, man. He's running out of time. It's We were talking about it also, though. Would you rather have Jerry making the decisions or Steven? Steven. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. he's Maybe the upside isn't quite there with Steven, but he hits more doubles and triples, you know, and he doesn't strike out as much, which, you know, we – but remember, Jerry wanted Johnny Manziel and, you know, a lot of these crazy things. But I think Jerry's – he's box office, right? Think how exciting their offense would be if they if they made this trade. It'd be must-see TV, but they're not winning any championships. A team that's used to winning championships, but I guess maybe they're forcing things now. We teased the Patriots. I don't know what direction that What are they doing? I have no clue. At first when I saw the – the uh, tight end signings, and then and then I started reading. I was in Vegas at the time, so I'm just getting it like at random times, and I'm looking and what in the world is going on? Like, <laughs> just we're signing just middle tiered wide receivers, two tight ends, some of the biggest tight ends on the market, and then now you have Cam, a quarterback that doesn't even throw the ball over what twenty times a game. Let's say, what 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 direction is this going? To me, this is Belichick compensating. You know, everybody's saying now that, hey, it was it was Tom Brady's the reason why they won all those Super Bowls. And it's not Belichick. I think he's overcompensating, trying to prove to everybody that, you know, he's still that Belichick. And he's the reason the Patriots are that dynasty. We talked during the break. Remember when people have those conversations like, oh, I think the Patriots dynasty was 75% Belichick and 25% Brady. And, you know, and people would argue you know, about that. Oh, maybe it's 50-50. No, I think it's more Tom. Well, now... What'd you say, 90-10? Brady to Belichick? 90-10. One year. One year, look how your opinions change. That's it. You saw it in the Super Bowl. That wasn't even the coach's game plan. That was Brady basically saying, this is what we're going to go out here and do on this game, and we're going to win. And that's exactly how it went down. That was, I mean, you had, Antonio Brown's not even running the right route. And it looked, if you watch it, it looks like the right route. Brady was just, uh, that. no one was going to change how he was going to approach that game. No one was going to try to change that. And that's where now you get to that 90-10 because back then the Brady guy would say 75-25. Belichick guy is going to say, that, you know, the guy that backs the coaching is going to say 75 that the coach, it's a coach's game. Now, I mean, I don't think it's a question. You just it, It's Brady. You, you give him the right spots. You give him the right tools. It's Brady. It, I mean, the Patriots, what, adding Nelson Aguilar to Cam Newton somehow going to make them good? Like, 
what are they doing? I don't understand the moves. I don't know. I talked to you about this during the break, too. Mr. Kraft came out and criticized the, the drafting the last few years from the Patriots. They've had a lot of misses, and some of the scouts kind of said behind the scenes that they were trying to talk Belichick into taking A.J. Brown from the Titans. Mm. Uh, that was one of the players that they really liked. And instead, he took Nikhil Harry. So, and Debo Samuel was a guy that they pushed to Belichick, and he said no also. So, they're missing, and I don't think it's – I don't think they're going to be good anytime soon. I, I really don't. I I think it was Brady, and, and it wasn't Belichick as much. And back when his defenses were amazing and Brady was more of a game manager – Man, it turns out that was that was Spygate. That's when they had all the tapings. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I, I think it was Tommy. So now you have a let's call it arsenal of Edelman, Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. Ooh, okay. And then you say well, Megatron right there. How about, how about the biggest tight ends on the market? Well, got him, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. But what is that going to do with a quarterback that runs the ball and throws the ball? Sometimes equally, you know, yeah. just barely 20 pass attempts, 13 rush attempts. That's that's what they do, throwing up low 20s. That's who the Patriots became with Cam. How many games did you just say, man, this is just bad. What is going on out here? But now all of a sudden you give him two tight ends. Does that help him? Are these tight ends more going to be used in just two tight end sets and we're going we're gonna to do the run play uh, or the run pass option and just see what happens? What is the plan here? How much does the Buccaneers and Brady winning that Super Bowl play into this? Is it a man? We got to do something. I'm not. Maybe there was a, a gap in his head last year saying, you know, we got about two or three years that we can make things work and get back to where we were. Is that two or three years saying, no, it's right now? It is because you know Belichick's getting up there, man. I mean, he really is. I think this is a when we had Tom, he could hide a lot of the lack of talent and flaws in our offense. He, you know, he doesn't have to. You know, we had Randy Moss for a couple of years, but for the most part. Wasn't a lot of great receivers for Tom. He could hide that because he was great. Cam, he's got to have a lot around him, especially at this point in his career. And if you remember, Greg Olson was one of the targets he he prioritized the most when they were in Carolina together. So it does make sense to to get Cam some some good options at tight end. Clearly, he likes throwing them the ball. But you know, I just thought about this too when we were talking about was it Brady or Belichick? What about in free agency, Jerry? Like we automatically assume people just wanted to go to New England to win, to be with Belichick. A lot of the reason they probably wanted to go there was because Tom was your quarterback and you knew you could win a Super Bowl every year. Without Tom being there, our free agents, like, oh man, I got to get to New England where Belichick's a complete. No fun. You know what to me? Yeah. And now we're probably not going to, like, you put up with that crap when you're winning Super Bowls. That's not why, so much anymore. That's why you heard Gronk come out and say, yeah. we're actually having fun again. What. What entices someone to say, man, I want to go play for the Patriots? It's it's tough. You know it's a certain way, the Patriot way. It's You do things in a certain fashion. You're not supposed to mess with the media so much. That's why it was always surprising to me that Gronk made it that far there, as yeah. crazy as he was, and they somehow kept him tamed in the offseasons. He wasn't out there doing getting criminal charges or anything like that. He was 69, just, dude. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just doing bro stuff. That's all he was doing, just broski stuff. That's all he was doing, but... Honestly, what entices someone to say, you know what, I want to go sign up for the military over there in the pay- in New England. With the Bills and the Dolphins looking legit in that division now? No thanks. I'll the- go somewhere else. No thanks, John Brown. Hey, welcome Emmanuel Sanders. How about that? Yeah. The rich get richer? Yep. 
Hopefully I can get you a little bit of richness in your pockets. 30 minutes left. I'm going to give you two picks before we get out of here. Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. To call into the HRNP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRNP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit hrp.net today. is money live on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan 30 minutes left in the show before we leave you in the hands of your good Sunday hopefully you got some barbecue going maybe now the coffee's been put down now you maybe transition to a little bit of beer because that's what we're going to do on Sunday we're going to drink a little bit we're going to play a little bit of cards I have a big card game to get to today over at Prime Social. Your boy made the final um, in the 100,000 guarantee. So uh, it's about, I think it's going to be 35 of us, and we're going to play for 100 grand. Nice. Um, hopefully, hopefully we could get there. Uh, I hear that John Granado is doing the play-by-play on the, uh, on the final table. So uh, it gives me a little bit more of an initiative to make it to the final. It's going to be a zoo. If I, if I get to that final... If I make a run, I'm going to post a link to uh, because it'll be on live on Twitch. It's going to be with the whole cards and everything, like how you see on TV on the World Series. You'll be able to see what I have and everything going live. Um, I'm going to turn it into a riot. I'm telling you right now, if I make it to the final table, I'm going to start drinking heavily. I'm going to be passing John drinks. It's going to be a zoo. So, oh, that's going to be a bl- There's <laughs> no better MC than John Gernardo, that's, man. As yeah. soon as I saw that, I, I said, man, I have to make this final table. Now, I got to get to that, at least get there. To make it a riot. But again, if you uh, don't have anything going on during this afternoon, if you see me post that link, go ahead and check it out. I'll be over at Prime Social. Man, we need to hope that you get lucky over there and you cash out big. We had somebody else kind of get lucky here in a manner of speaking. Did you see this? Homeless imposter posed as USC football player for multiple days, (laughs) ate team meals, and even fielded punts. Let's break How this does down. this happen? Let's break this down into place, in, into segments. You know, eat meals. So, so yes. he was amongst the the players. The you players. Know? At what point do you just look over? You know, at first you just don't say nothing. Like, oh, new guy on the team. Hey, what's up? You know, you give him the little knuckles. What's up, man? Then after a while, you got to start thinking, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but then once I started getting to, he was fielding punts. Fielding I mean, punts. How do you not know? He's that- at the fair catch and just. <laughs> Like, who, who the hell is this? In recognizing him. It reminds me of that movie Super Bad. Have you seen that? You know, where they go up in the room and the guys are doing cocaine and, and Michael Sarris just sitting there and he's just kind of nobody knows who he is. And finally the guy looks over at him. He's like, who's that guy? And he's like, oh, he, he's the singer with the it's beautiful Jimmy's voice. Brother. It's Jimmy's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. singer with the beautiful voice. Sing him a song. It's his birthday. You're not going to sing him a song? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's that guy? How did nobody say, who's that guy with this guy just sitting there eating meals with him? A homeless guy. Who knows how old this guy was? Well, speaking of homeless guys and, and who's that guy, that was my reaction watching the Champions League game earlier this week. Granada, Manchester United. This guy runs on the field butt naked. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to post it to my uh, 
to my Twitter right now. Anyways, he looks homeless, but this guy, he's known as the naked man of Granada. So basically, he snuck in the stadium 14 hours before the match and hid under a tarp. <laughs> so he lay there. I, would, I started questioning, did he go to sleep for a little bit? Like, Probably passed I'm, out, maybe. Yeah, like, what, what have you got to use the restroom? You know, do you just, <laughs> just, you just let it roll? Anyways, he's been known to be able to make his way onto different fields, and he did it again, and he said that he was under this tarp, like where the seats were because there's no fans, so they had like a tarp behind the, the goal, and it's like a blue tarp over the seats. He, he laid under there. 14 hours. 14 hours. Up. He looks like Rafi from the league. That's like, exactly. You know, for nobody that's seen this guy. It just, you wonder... Man, what goes into this? Because you think about how, how did that USC guy, or, or you know, we're going to call him the, the 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 temporary player. Yeah, how did he get in there? But then I think back to my high school days, and I have a friend. These guys, and I mean, this is middle school. It cut cut school. Went to an Astros game. He was good at picking locks. Mm. This man picked his locks. He picked his way all the way in the Astrodome. This is way back. He just kept picking locks. Him and a friend of mine. Before you know it, they were down there where the team, you know, the team activities, they pop up and it's the team there. There's <laughs> there's a few players walking around. There's a there's a massage table, no pun. There's massages going down. There's there's all types of stuff going down. They're looking and, and they're looking at them like, whose kids are these? They're thinking it's one of the players' kids. So no one tells them anything. So they said they make their way out to bat and practice. <laughs> and they said they're just sitting there. The whole Astrodome's empty, and they're sitting there watching. I forget who they said was bad in practice, and, and they just they just sat there. Eventually, they saw employees starting to get there, and they got a little cautious, so they went and hid in the restroom until the game started. And then they came out, and they were in the stadium. And then they, man, it's funny how that works. This guy at USC, they're also saying that for some time he was sleeping in the suites at the Coliseum. <laughs> so I mean, he was just kind of living there. And you know, I saw another article this week where. Apparently, like, homeless people are living at airports. Like, airports are so massive that they can't keep track of, you know, how many people coming and going. And that people are just kind of living at airports and using the bathrooms to clean up in. And they're they're just so big that they can't keep track of all these people. So this this must be a new thing where you can kind of sneak into these places and find a place to crash for a couple of weeks. You're having, you're having to eat out though. Yeah. Like you're not eating in the airport. If you're, if you're, if you're homeless and you're like, man, this, I'm not paying $9 for that sandwich. <laughs> you <know>? No. <laughs> Thank you for the water. I'll be back. Yeah. No, it's expensive. To eat. You're not going to the, the Papacitos in the airport and having a meal there. That's probably a little pricey. There's an entire subreddit dedicated to this kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. It's called act like you belong. So it's like, Typically, you see stuff like guy gets on stage with like Aerosmith because he was walking, talking on a cell phone, found a security vest, put it on, and just walked up on stage, and they called it, and they, you know, they didn't realize till it was too late. But then there's like guys like this who went and bought a green jacket at Goodwill for five dollars and thirty five cents, and went to the Masters a couple years ago. Wow! And got velvet robes are pulled for him. He gets to go do whatever the hell he wants, and he was like, "Yeah, I felt like." There was going to be a helicopter following me for the rest of my life once they realized that I was fake. But there's all kinds of stuff like this. Apparently, it's just about wearing the costume, right? It's the confidence. Yeah, the confidence in the That's costume. That's what it is. You see it in like stupid movies like Ocean's Eleven where I'm just going to dress up like a, an EMT and I can walk right out of the casino with all this money in my hand. You know, if you're wearing the right costume, nobody stops. All you got to worry about is making it past that first line of security. Yeah. Once you're in, then, then it's plan B. Like, all right, now what do we do? I, I know a... So there's some guys you don't question, though. For example, 
at a wrestling event, if you see Booker T walk up, you don't ask him for a credential, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. I was talking to Booker, and he said he was walking in. I forget which WrestleMania it is. And him and Brad were walking in, and then all of a sudden, here comes uh, top flight security of the world. Comes up, and they put his hands up to Booker, and Booker's like, hold on, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, credentials, please. And he said, Brad told me Booker, Booker had his two Hall of Fame rings on, and he goes, these are my credentials. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said the guy just looked at him like, okay, and he just moved him out of the way. Now, last time we were in Vegas for that um, – for the Wilder Fury fight, the weigh-ins went down. I was a few minutes ahead of, of Booker and Brad, so I got in. Then all hell broke loose. People were getting in with no tickets, and, and then they just shut it. They called the police, and they said no one else is getting in. So whoever was in is in. Well, Booker's, like, next in line with Brad, and he's like, I need to get in. You know, let me in. And then they were just like, some lady was like, who is he? <laughs> who is this guy? And everyone's just like. That's Booker T. I mean, let let him in. He and they wouldn't let him in. The lady was like, just she held her ground. She was like, I, I was told no one comes in. And he's he's like, I'm in the media. I work here. Like, I, I mean, there's, I mean, people were calling him in. Like, come on, that book. Come on, just walk through. And he's he was so so just upset, just being like, why 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 are we being this way? You know, like I have my credential, I have everything. I'm not trying to be one of these crazies, but again, it's just I guess being in that position, you have to be real real careful. I was talking to my wife about how hard it would be. That's a that's an unappreciated job right now of your supermarket guy having to check mask. Like oh, e- yeah. every day you wake up, you're just like, man, I'm about to get into it. You know what I mean? That's why we were talking. We're like, I think at some point now they just, they would rather not have the confrontation. They're just looking around like, all right, just let them through. I don't want to even mess with that guy. You know, like confrontations coming at this point. What would you do? You're thinking, I don't get paid enough for this to sit out here and, and make people just go off on me all day long. Yeah. I was watching a stand up on Netflix the other day and they're like, yeah, they have the guy with the, the temperature check at like, you know, Buffalo wild wings, you know? And it's like, does that guy really care if your temperature is right? You know, he's probably just going boop. You're good. You know, just walk on through just making the noise with his mouth. But you were talking about wrestling. I wanted to hit on this real quick before we hit the break, the rock, Sounds like he's actually considering running for president. This poll came out that said 40%, uh, 46% of Americans would vote for him. And you know he has this new show. It's called like Young Rock. And the premise of the show is it's several years in the future, and he's running for president. And then he like flashes back in the show to when he was a kid coming up in the wrestling industry. Anyway, so The Rock actually considering running for president because so many people would vote for him. Do you think he would win? Yeah, I'm just hoping he puts a little bit focus first into the XFL. <laughs> you know, let's think about important things, not the country, the XFL. No, I'm the just XFL. no um, I mean, at this point, you remember we talking they were throwing Mark Cuban into there. Yeah, some were talking about the president from a barstool. <laughs> you like, heard Tucker Carlson would <laughs> possibly. Point, you're just throwing anybody up there, but you throw up the Rock up there, it's some consideration. I mean. Donald Trump was president in the United States. Think about that. Anybody could be president. They could. And we tend to go like the complete opposite to the complete opposite, right? You go from Obama to Trump to Biden. What would be more opposite than Biden? You know, a a guy that's really, really old going to the rock, you know, (laughs) I mean, like there's what more masculine and younger president could you go from Biden to than the rock? I don't even know how it'd be weird. You know what I mean? I watch his video sometimes on Instagram. He's like, he lives in such a peaceful like mindset. He, uh, it's like every Sunday he sits out in his backyard, and obviously it's gonna be like a paradise behind him. But he always and he he's uh, I forget what it's called. Is it is it 
what is that uh, the tequila he's part? Is it temp tempula? I forget what it's called. Something with a TM. I don't want to missay it, but either way it goes. Um, he he's he's part into this tequila. Terramana. Terramana. He always pours up like the most perfect tequila sunrise, and he like shakes it perfect. You're just like, what kind of world does this guy live in? You know what I mean? And he pours, and he's just talking life to you. And you just, I find myself watching it for 10, 15 minutes at a time. Like, man, you know what? I'm I'm drinking one with the rock. Right. You do figure like it seems like he's got it all figured out, right? He just seems like one of those dudes. I mean, let's be real. Right now, if the voting ballot was, you know, Biden, Rock, or, or X person, what's not to keep that person from saying, you know, let's try something different? Yeah. I mean, I mean we've seen this before with, you know, Arnold being the, the governor of California. Boy. You know, like, go Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. I think I'd vote for The Rock. Just saying. You know, I'd. I think it'd be cool to see that in my lifetime. Uh, he's got my vote as well. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get a vote from you because I got two picks. One's for Champions League, and I don't want you to go spread this news to anyone because I'm giving it to you, the listener. The people that show up every single Sunday to listen to this show, I'll repay you next. Moneyline. No masterpiece. Ten bad bads and they after me. One bad bad like a masterpiece. 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Grab your mask, jump on a plane, we're going to Italy. We're going to do it like this. It's halftime. Roma, some would say it's Bologna. Over there they say Bologna. That's what, when you talk Italian, Bologna. 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 Roma Bologna, and it's 1-0 at halftime, and I think there's going to be goals in the second half, so go ahead and hit over 2.5 for the game. You have Roma and Bologna. Over 2.5 for the game, Italy, and it's at halftime, 1-0 right now. I'll have one more before we get out of here. But let's get into a little bit of more cutting up here, man, because now we got the rock running for, for president. Hopefully, we've had a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now, uh, let me a good story that has to be told every Every so often on a on a Sunday morning, I hate to even talk about poop, right? <laughs> but sometimes it, it must be talked about here. And there's a poop problem in jail. One for, and I'm sorry if I butcher her name, but Ghislaine Maxwell. If you don't know the name, she uh, she's accused of uh, in the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And, and she was one of the masterminds behind it. I'm, I don't want to throw charges that I don't really know too much about her. But she's from that whole fiasco. Either way. She is in a prison. Well, the prison guards have made complaints that she doesn't flush the turd, <laughs> the turlet. <laughs> you, you know, what I mean? she she just she she le- she leaves the floater. She leaves the floater in jail. Something that is is disturbing other inmates. <laughs> I would think so. At which point you're just thinking, why? What what is there to this? Like, so so there's an ongoing fight now with between her lawyer. And and the people in this jail because they say that she needs to be using like okay I don't know if anyone's ever been to jail here not to say I'm some, but you know I'm, I've been there once for a public intoxication either way they uh they have a toilet in the middle right with everybody uses but then you have a toilet in your own little uh, 
thing. Well, she won't use the toilet in the middle mm-hmm. because everyone else around her mm-hmm. uh, will see her. So, sure. so basically, that's where they're at right now. So she 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 leaves floaters in her own. They have to come in and basically put on these hazmat type suits, go in there and clean it out. And then uh, she's saying it ain't her though. She says it's a, basically a plumbing problem that it that she flushes and it comes back <laughs> it up. Comes back. It's the opposite of the ghost poop. It I, keeps coming back. It's just, like a ghost uh, poop zombie. It's just, uh, if you're in jail and you made it that far, I mean, clean up after yourself. You know, like whenever I would listen, I don't know why, but I was infatuated with the uh, the El Chapo jail situation. Just you know, from somebody that came yeah. from his stature to see you know, and someone that escaped so many times from in jail, I always wonder like. How do they have him now? It's got to be a tight, tight, got to be tight, tight system to make sure that he. I mean, he's. They were making holes in the bottom of the of the of the shower, you know, and, and crawling out, figuring out the systems and getting out of there. They 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 go and report him, and now his lawyers are saying that he has his situations are bad, his living situations. He can't have it that that the food, for example, has to be a certain way. And you're thinking, after all the people you killed. <laughs> Like after all the people that, that you've killed, you have, you have, the face you have to show, man. The guy that that, that got in trouble at the at the Capitol saying that he only eats organic food. <laughs> yeah, like you should have thought about that before you rushed up on something. Yeah, yeah. His mom, his mom coming out and saying he eats organic food. <laughs> we, we need Whole Foods to be able to cater the this prison. Yeah, man. Uh, you get accustomed to certain things, and if you want to keep it that way, well, don't break the law. How about that? Kelly, Kelly Clarkson broke the law, the poop law. Check this out to end this on another poop Ooh, story. Do tell. She says she once had to poop so bad during the show that she went to the nearest trash can and, quote, destroyed it. <laughs> so, click. You know, some things, they just automatic click. So I clicked it, and Kelly Clarkson revealed that she once had to poop midway through a live performance at an arena she said her, her stomach was, quote, wrecked up from a meal she'd had, and she ended up running backstage to, quote, destroy the trash can. Um, I don't even know how to go about this. She was, uh, she, it was on the uh, talk show Talking in Circles, and she, they asked, uh, how many of us have peed on stage? At which point she says, well, I'll tell you right now, there was one time it wasn't pee, my friend. I got some kind of wrecked up in, on some kind of food. We were up in the arena. I shouldn't tell you this, but like I said, man, I don't have a filter. I had to run backstage to my quick change. I grabbed this poor trash can, and boy, I destroyed it. It was bad. It was bad, Clint. The poor janitor after that show. Who did this to the trash can? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. He knows well, you can't leave it in your green room. you got to yeah. put it somewhere else so nobody knows it's you. <laughs> put it in. Uh, go to your drummer's room. <laughs> All right, who was it? <laughs> who was it? I'm Either Kelly that, Clarkson. You call security. Like, you wait, you leave it, you come back, you call security and be like, who broke into my thing? Like, what kind of security are you guys running here? <laughs> who did you let in my room? Blame it on the Astros. Yeah. That's their yeah. trash That's can. The Astros fault. <laughs> Funny you say that. I actually have a segue for this. Did you see Joe, Mo- uh, Joe Musgrove, former Astro? He threw that uh, no-hitter the other day. Sweet. He said that he had to go to the bathroom so bad he had 11 or 12 bottles of water and he had to go so bad at the fourth or fifth inning, but because of superstition and that he was pitching a no-hitter, he held it for the rest of the entire game. He said after the game was over, he took off running. But, yeah, he said because of the, the superstition of it, I didn't want to have to use the bathroom in the middle of a start. So he just held it for the rest of the whole game, and it worked. I don't even know why I'm telling this story, but we're all family here. One time in Astroworld, 
I got in that line for the tidal wave, and that line was long. Yeah. I made the decision to get in the line without going to the restroom Ooh. first, and I, I'd gone too far. You know, At then, least it's a water ride. I think exactly. I see where this is going. So then you see where I'm going with this, right? So then you get up there, and this was at a semi-young age a few years ago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you just start saying, I'm, I'm going to – I'm gonna. It's like a like a like a a, a medicine. It's released at, at a time you know time release. Time so I release. just like just just a little squeeze here, a little squeeze there. I sat down and I'm like, man, I I just have to go. Well, that plan didn't go squeeze here. Once you once you let it rip, it was all hell breaks loose. And before you know it, my pants are just wet. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, please, 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 just go down. Like I need this. I need this water. To Splash me. me. I need this water to hit me, or I'm not gonna be able to walk off of here. Meanwhile, the people next to us are looking like, what is going on? <laughs> Cousin's with me, and he, he, he spills the beans for everyone. He goes, are you peeing on yourself? <laughs> people in front of me turn back. They look. And then now we're going. You remember we go up slow. Yep. And then they'll come around that circle. I'm just like, please, just come on. <laughs> Boom, water comes. And I'll be damned. You know, it would get you drenched 9.9 yes. 9 times out of 10 for this one time. It only got me like up here. So. <laughs> It was literally like only up here, and I still had. You could still tell it, it was urine here. So I just basically just got down and just kind of just swirled in the water. <laughs> Everyone that's riding is looking at me like, "What is this kid doing?" I'm sitting there splashing myself like on my pants. I don't know why I told this story on Money Line, but yeah, I peed my pants on the tidal wave one time. I'm not scared to say it. You didn't do the Billy Madison thing. Pee in your pants is the coolest. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody pees in their pants. But yeah, I guess that's how we're going to end the show after uh, uh, almost a month hiatus. It was good connecting with you all again. Hopefully that we uh, we can make some money together. I know it's the off season now, so it's going to be a little bit different. But we got football news coming up. We got the draft coming up. Hopefully we get more through this Watson saga so we can figure out a direction for the home team here. Because at the end of the day, the way we are set up with draft picks. And whatnot, it's it's not really that exciting going into it. You you look for a little excitement and maybe the new coaching coming in, not to say that he was gonna be some world beater, but it was always almost like a well, let's try it. Now we don't know what we're gonna have in store for it, but we're here to find out. We are, and we we told Twitch during the break, once the draft happens, we'll do a fantasy football show. Once we know where these rookies are gonna land, that'll give us a good idea of, of where we should draft these guys coming up. So after the draft, look out for that. We'll do a little little fantasy football preview show. Signing off for the crew like we do every single Sunday. That's Josh Jordan. That's Aaron Rabled. And I'm Jerry Bonos with a Z. Peace. and ESPN 92.5. Real Fun Sports.